0: Can you return to a fulfilling, challenging and successful career after a long career break? After listening to this collection of returner stories, we hope your answer will be a resounding yes. I'm Karen.
1: And I'm Liz. We're both coaches with Women Returners, the return to work specialists. We work with employers and career returners to enable professionals to return to satisfying and fulfilling work after career breaks of two, five or 15 plus years. Over the years, we've coached hundreds of career returners and we're excited to share some of their inspirational stories with you.
0: On our Career Returners podcast, you'll hear from a diverse range of people who are successfully back at work after taking long career breaks for childcare, eldercare, health, relocation or other reasons. They share the ups and downs of their return to work journeys, the challenges, the rewards and their learnings. After each story... Liz and I will chat over some of the key themes that emerged and share some of our top return to work tips. A big thank you to JP
1: Morgan for supporting us to bring this podcast to life. Now, in its ninth year, the JP Morgan Reentry Programme offers experienced professionals who've taken a career break of at least two years the support and resources they need to relaunch their careers. Currently running in the UK, US, Europe, India, Singapore and Hong Kong, JP Morgan's re-entry programme provides a fully supported transition back to work. In keeping with the international reach of their programme, in series two of our podcast, we've captured stories of returners returning to work both in the UK and in other countries.
0: After listening to this episode, do head along to womenreturners.com where you'll find lots of advice, over 100 success stories, and a range of return to work opportunities for people on a career break wanting to get back to work. And do also sign up to our free network and Facebook group for extra support and connection.
1: And now over to this week's
0: guest. I'm delighted to introduce today's guest, Helen Tunstall. Helen enjoyed a very successful career in customer relationship roles in banking, firstly in Australia and then here in the UK. In 2015, she decided to take the leap to leave her corporate life and pursue her passion for the creative industries. She took a five-year career break to set up a successful photography business, and whilst a steep learning curve, it was one she loved and thrived in. After five years, though, she began to miss the intellectual challenge of corporate work and the social buzz of office life. She started to look to return to roles where she could use her pre-break professional experience, plus all the transferable skills she'd built running her own business. In November 2021, Helen joined Moody's Returnship Programme as an Associate Director within the Customer Services Management Team. Helen, welcome.
2: Thank you. It's lovely to be here. Helen, you've enjoyed
1: such an interesting career. Tell us a little bit about your career background and experience before you took your career break to set up your photography business
2: my career started in banking actually when i was probably in my third year at university i took one of the roles that i actually took on was a part-time role working in a branch um, uh, for one of the major banks and from there on i actually started actually working in banking after i finished my degree in economics it, it kind of it evolved into various different roles within the banking and finance sector. I worked in large corporate banks as well as um, I actually worked for Canon Finance, looking after asset finance. Um, I worked with collections as well. So predominantly, most all my roles are actually to do with customer service and looking after corporate clients. And so that's with me to 2008 in various um, relationship management roles then after that i decided to go traveling and then i um, took a career break to actually took to just to travel i had no intentions of going to stay in the uk but then i actually was approached to work for barclays which was an international corporate role and that actually was really exciting for me especially from a girl from brisbane So, I um, took on that role and then 15 years later, um, I'm still here. So, from Barclays, I actually went from NatWest to Santander and I was working in the banking industry until 2015 and then I made a decision to to do something completely different. (laughs) Excellent. So, it was at
1: that point then you were deciding to set up your photography business so having had all of that breadth of experience and depth of experience all through banking and lots of different big corporates, your skills in relationship management, relationship building, that wonderful year out that you took to travel yes. with no intention to, to stay in the UK <laughs> no. and then culminating in you setting up your photography business, which is super interesting.
2: Well, I guess probably just to step back for that, um... When I left uni, I, it was, I did an economics degree as a fallback. <laughs> so it was a fallback because I always was interested in creative industries. Um, it wasn't photography, but it was something creative. So economics and banking and finance was my idea of a fallback. But I enjoy the roles that I was doing so much that I didn't end up doing that. And it was only, I guess, probably in 2015... That dream was always there and that um, element of trying to do something creative as well as actually being probably my own boss was something that I thought I'd like to try. I was a little bit disillusioned in 2015 with the the banking industry and then decided to to actually make the big leap. (laughs)
0: It's really interesting, Helen, that you say you took your degree as a fallback option. You know, your interest was always there in the creative industries. I wanted to delve into that a little bit more, actually, and about some of the, the multicultural background piece that you and I have talked about. You were born in Taiwan. You grew up in Australia. And you spent 20 years of your career working in banking there, and now, of course, living and working here in the UK. How do you think your your background and the experience of of living and working in different countries shaped you and shaped some of the career decisions that you went on to take? With
2: a Taiwanese heritage and growing up in Australia, I think I had the best of both worlds. Um, My mum was quite traditional Taiwanese. So the um, importance of financial independence, which I think is quite forward thinking for my mum being a woman as well um, and her um, age. And so financial independence and education was really important and instilled um, to me at a very earlier stage of my life. With my dad being very Aussie typical bloke. Um, He enjoyed life and um, always gave things a go. So I kind of, I have taken on both sides, even though my dad was my stepdad, but I've taken on both sides in terms of characteristics. So with looking Taiwanese and sounding Australian, I I guess having that, I always viewed the um, having cultural diversity was a plus and actually understand the different cultures. And my parents also, we also did a lot of traveling when we were international travel. Um, So with that, probably at a very earlier in my life, I liked talking to people. I enjoyed learning about cultural diversities. And I think that's that's been pretty much early on in terms of shaping me who I am and where I actually want to take my career. And I love the the
0: fact that from an early age, the belief in having financial independence and a really good education uh, was really part of what was important to you and part of your values, and led you into the the successful banking career that you chose to have.
1: Helen, when you moved from Australia to the UK in in 2008, you resumed your career in banking until 2015, when you then decided to take a career break to pursue your passion for the creative industries and you set up your photography business. So tell us a little bit about that time in your life and the skills that you developed that you were then able to bring with you as you returned to your professional career at Moody's.
2: I think when I mentioned I was thinking about this, I was, why I actually give things a go? And I think that must have been from my dad because he would always take things and take things apart and put it together. And I think that's probably why, I think when I made the leap to actually um, do something, to actually quit a successful career in banking, a lot of people said that was brave, very courageous when I didn't, it that way. It's just something that I wanted to do and I was going to do it. Yeah, so I guess I did think um, it wasn't just like overnight. It was something I thought about it for a while and um, wanted to actually pursue it. And I looked at how my skill sets um, from banking and how I can actually transfer those skills into photography. Because I've had the skills in terms of setting up business, I understand financials, I understand economics, I understand business. I had all that pretty much in place before I learned how to take photos. So, um, and then I I actually put myself through a full-time course to take photos and about the creative industry and how the advertising industry worked. One of the lucky breaks, I guess, is that my husband is a senior graphic designer. So having him and having his support and his insights into the industry is really helpful. In terms of the creative industry. So, so there was a lot of things I aligned to position myself to, to help me to try and make sure that I could be as successful as I could and, um, making sure that I could look at all different aspects, not just learning about photography, but the business skills that I needed to actually run my own business. Yeah, I think it's it's having that foresight
1: and that confidence and trust, isn't it? To know that you've got those transferable skills and, you know, to, to follow something that's a dream for you when other people are looking in and going, you're crazy, yes. <laughs> you're putting a successful career in banking, what are you doing? And, you know, those are the moments where perhaps fear or doubt can grab us and, you know, you, you want to perhaps pull back. But I love that you had um, you had that vision and that strength and you're able to see what you could transfer, then what you needed to add on. Yes, yes, for sure.
2: And I think one of the key aspects of transfer of school skills, which you would not naturally think that was used photography is really people skills. I think with any industry, and I've learned from um, even where I am now in photography and back in banking, is that you need to be able to listen to um, people and understand where they're coming from and understand what they actually want to achieve and to meet the objectives. So I think people and listening skills are two key factors, I think, definitely has helped me along the way in terms of all my careers (laughs) yeah I was going to say that it's completely transferable isn't it whether it's
0: photography or banking it's about you know listening and understanding what the client is looking for and and how you can help them best and and probably because it was a new business for you a new area you probably really refined those skills so I'm interested to hear what what made you decide to then return to the corporate world
2: so Photography, I love doing photography and I will, I mean, it's a life skill that I always have and now that I've actually learned how to be a successful commercial photographer and um, creative content for um, various clients, it's a life skill that I always have and um, I guess it's probably not so much the photography, I think it's the running of my own business um, it being self-employed, so... When you're self-employed, I mean, m- most days, unfortunately, I sit here and talk to myself. So, um, And you don't have the banter. You don't have the team-building environment. You don't have the, you know, somebody to talk to, to bounce ideas and that sort of thing. So I, I really miss the, the interactions. Um, and as I realised... What I love about any job that I do is actually people um, and working with people and photography and and being self-employed can be quite lonely. So that's what I recognised was actually missing in my life. Um, So that was one thing. And the other was actually using my skills in financial aspects and, and analytical skills, which I find myself talking to people, my families and relatives, talking about what's happening and they. Current economic trends and people not really wanting to listen to what I have to say. Um, and I think, oh, actually, I really miss using those skills. I really miss talking about finance and economics. And, you know, a lot of my ex colleagues have become friends. So I talk to them about these, um, what's happening in the industry. And, and yeah, so I realized I actually miss that part of me, which, you know, was 20 years of my life. So, then I decided that I think maybe it's time to go back into finance. So. And
0: fantastic, Helen, that you had colleagues and friends that you could sort of still keep that interest up with. So you, you made the decision to look for a, another role back in the, in, in the financial world that you knew so well. Tell us about that journey. You know, what were some of the, the, the challenges that you had in trying to find a, a role back in the sector?
2: It, there was definitely definitely some challenging moments, um, especially when I know when I was actually working in banking, I used to have lots of recruitment agency, you know, like contacting me, trying to poach me from all the different places and throwing lots of job description in front of me to, to try and entice me to move to different organisations. So I felt very confident in, in the industry that I was in. Having been out of it for the five years, when I reached out to the recruitment agencies, a lot of them really discounted my abilities and really didn't recognise the fact that I actually went out to be self-employed and to be um, my own business. They just saw the word photography, creative, and they didn't really want to know You know the whole of me, just the five years. Then I had other recruitment agency who told me that I it wasn't possible that I needed to actually downgrade myself, basically to take a, a less um, senior role than the the roles that I had achieved in the past, and to take a, a, a massive pay cut as well. And all those negative aspects came in. So I then I started to believe some of these um, noises in my head. I'm sure it would have came out in some the interview process as well then I took a break and I just thought I'm not I actually maybe I need to have I think what I wanted to do so and instead of actually reaching out to recruitment agency I realized I have a lot of network. I have also not fallen into the same mistake of actually just going from one bank to another. So I started researching companies where I wanted to be and I came across Moody's. Moody's, it wasn't my, initially I was thinking, well, you know, I'm not sure because, you know, they're so big. Maybe I'm not fit for Moody's. I don't have enough knowledge or. You know, I had a, I actually had Moody's on a quite a big pedestal. <laughs> so, because I, I know Moody's from my earlier career. But then I actually looked into Moody's and, and a lot more about what they do, about their interest in diversity, and the fact that I actually have invested a lot into the returners. Yes. Yeah, so then I submitted my application and, and decided to join Moody's, which is probably the best thing I did. <laughs> so. And what I love about that is that you didn't stop.
0: You didn't let the recruitment agencies beat you. You decided, okay, this tack isn't working. And so I'm going to go back to my networks and I'm going to do some research for myself and I'm going to see where there are other opportunities. And, And that led you to Moody's.
1: Helen, talking about those first few weeks when you were back at work, you know, you'd as Karen said, you kind of uh, proved the critics wrong. You've been successful and got back into work and a place where you really wanted to be. What were some of the highlights and what were some of the challenges in those first few weeks?
2: Um So I joined Moody um, last November. So as we would know, most most of us know, we would probably still working from home. I went through a whole interview process um, online. <laughs> so... Um, but then joining the organisation online was a new experience. So I wouldn't say it was a challenge. I guess every challenge I, I embrace in terms of not meeting colleagues or, you know, starting face, it's just, you know, I get sent a computer and now, like, what do I do with it? So so just logging on, I think I had some IT issues, which I needed to actually find out fairly quickly how to orient myself in terms of all the different intranet and, and that type of thing. So more the IT side of it. But the highlights were, my colleagues were great. Everyone have been really supportive. Everyone's been, I mean, even now I say everyone's just so nice. Everyone's just very helpful and friendly and um, willing to help if you ask for help. And certainly I was lucky to have career coaching as well with Karen for the four months um, that I started. So I think without Karen holding my hands on, on every month, it might have turned out a little bit different.
1: Yeah, I think um, joining a business virtually is is never going to be an easy thing. Your, your kind of pre-career break experience would have been in an office. It would have been very different. And certainly, you know, like you say, receiving your laptop, getting your head around the tech and just understanding how everything works again, And then also navigating and meeting the team. And it sounds like you had a great team who were friendly, supportive and, you know, all the right support around you to enable you to to feel successful as you came back. What would you say was a challenge for you in those first few weeks?
2: I think the first month, every time I caught up with Karen, I said, "Oh, everything just felt intense. <laughs> I don't really, I don't. It was just intense. I don't know whichever way to describe it. It's just trying to understand how um, such a big organisation works, and who does who, and where I fit into the structure. So I, I would say that's probably the main challenges that I had." And it was only in April we started working back in the office where we could actually start meeting people. So then that's a new experience now that because you're seeing people on online all the time, and now you're actually having a new experience with new colleagues. But yeah, I think it's I've been there for seven months, and I think I'm still learning, and every day is is new for me. So <laughs> I don't see them as challenges. I think it's exciting. Yeah. <laughs>
0: That's wonderful. And I, and I think so many of the things you said are things that we hear from returners generally when they start somewhere new. It's just that navigating being back in, a, in an office, navigating the new environment, meeting people, understanding who does what. So very, very normal feelings there. But you know, generally returners, a lot of people on a career break are nervous about getting back up to speed again after they've been out for a while. How long did you feel it took you to be back up to speed professionally. And what do you think helped you along that way? I don't know
2: if I'm still up to speed. (laughs) So (laughs) like, I think there is that element. I still feel like a bit of an imposter um, of trying to fit into a new organisation. But it's just trying to, I guess, lean on my colleagues to, to help if I get stuck. And I... Probably I'm naturally curious what everyone does. So I do actually do a lot of research and a lot of um, background work to understand where everything fits. And networking is really helpful for me internally and externally. Probably learn to ask lots of questions. In my old days and probably more immature days, I would have didn't want to ask questions because I would have thought I would look stupid but now actually as I'm a bit more mature hopefully that I could say I can ask the question and and not feel stupid and and I actually learnt that by asking lots of questions you don't sound stupid you might have I might actually have a good point or good feedback that people haven't actually thought of so yeah, absolutely.
0: And 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 I think, you know, we do hear returners are nervous to ask questions, but I think the quicker you can get more comfortable with that, the better. Weren't you telling us earlier that you, you have a reputation for being a bit of a connector in the organisation because you are so <laughs> curious about people and you, you do love to network?
2: Yes, yeah, so I, I have actually got a nickname being as the connector because I work with all the different um, teams and a lot of the teams seems to be in silos. So I try and be able to try and actually connect our teams. So we are all aligned with our business objectives. It's great listening to you, Helen.
1: I love the fact that you are so connected, pun intended. <laughs> To your brand and to your value and to your strengths and you know it's about knowing what you bring and being really clear and connected with that throughout the whole conversation today it's been really clear about your peop- you know your love of people your passion to work with people the banter that you enjoy the relationship building and uh, it's great to see that you know in, in a relatively short time of being back in in your career already that you're using and playing to your your strengths so well. Great to hear you. Thank you.
2: I, In my current role, I've actually got a really good forum to allow me to actually connect with people as well. I think in my current position, and this is why I love being at Moody so much, is I guess it does give me the forum to do what I actually enjoy the most, which is connecting people. So.
1: Yeah, I, th- I think that's why it's so important to, to stay resilient and stay gritty in your return to work because, you know, if we sort of rewind backwards, it can be so easy to listen to people who are telling you to settle for something less or, you know, that you, you won't be able to get back into work. And it can be very easy to, to listen to that and, and you didn't, which is, is great. So looking back, Helen, what are some of the things that you are most proud of, both personally and professionally through your return to work journey?
2: I'm proud that I actually um, managed my own business for five years um, and actually achieved some really big names in my clients. I looked after shangri I looked after Photobox and um, Moonpig and some really big names in my portfolio as a for photography. But also, I learned a lot in terms of my personal experience I, I hope that I've actually matured a lot <laughs> as well I think when you're actually being self-employed you have to be jack of all trades uh, you have to listen to all the different teams to understand what their priorities and, and try and accommodate for everybody, not just mine um, and not just one team. Um, and I think the skills of project management um, is very has been very useful in terms of photography, which I am able to take that on board going through to where I am at Moody's. And yeah, so personally, I think being creative as well and being a problem solver, is probably another nickname. <laughs> so uh, a problem solver, I think I'm quite good at problem solving and being adaptable
1: as well. What advice would you have, Helen, for others on a career break who are considering
2: returning to work? I think you mentioned that it's actually believe in your abilities and and back yourself. And not to hear any negative noises from around you. If you've had a successful career before you took a break, you're going to have the abilities because all the skills you've you've achieved and you've acquired before you took a career break, they are they are all still there. And it's really important to remember that um, and not to listen to any negative noises. And there there have been also self- apart from all the negative noises externally, there's also negative noises myself internally about can I do this? Can I go back to the industry? Do I remember anything from before? There's a fear of failure as well in terms of would I have the things, do I get it correct? And would I be able to succeed? And I, I think all these internal noises will replay. But I think when you... Break it down, and you. I, I do my own SWOT analysis, <laughs> as in strength weaknesses analysis. So I look at my weaknesses, and I think, okay, where can I actually strengthen these these weaknesses? Where are my strengths? And, and and I back myself, and and look at where my strengths are, and try and match them to my values, which is very important in my career. So I would say that. Back yourself and believe your abilities. Not to listen to the noises, and um, making sure they align to your own personal values as well. Because I think if they don't, you will soon become disillusioned and, and actually look for something else, and to actually to return to the career that you want to enjoy.
1: Have you got any particular tips, Helen? So, so when you say believe in your abilities and back yourself, when you have a wobble day and you're not believing in yourself and, you you know, the internal critic, the inner critic is loud, you know, have you got any tips that you could share that personally work for you to help you
2: to manage through those, those dips? Um, Do something completely different that you enjoy as a hobby to, as a stress release, as, as, and and then meditation, if that's that's helpful, and, and just trying to bring yourself back into the framework where you want to be, and, and to the ground yourself. One of my friends always say to me, "Take your shoes off, walk around your sh- um, the the room with your bare feet, and just you know feel the floor." And, and I think the, these are the things, that, the little tips. Um, sometimes I wish I had a stress ball. <laughs> In my hands, but yeah, now I actually working from home. Sometimes, you know, I have all these house plants. I have all these house plants. I go out and I actually talk to my plants. <laughs> so, so just I'd like a, just a breather. Anything that is actually that you personally enjoyed um, to to do, take a breather and and just give give yourself a break and then come back, refocus. I think that's wonderful
0: advice uh, to ground yourself when you are going through the wobbles of that return to work journey. And the other things you mentioned about really believing in yourself and backing yourself, being aware of your strengths and making sure that whatever the choices that you are making are aligned with your values are aligned with your strengths going forward. And then hopefully you're going to find the next thing that brings you joy in your career. Helen, thank you so much for joining us today. It was so lovely to hear your story and we wish you continued success at Moody's. Thank you. Thank
2: you very much for having me.
0: Liz, I loved hearing from Helen about how she succumbed to her lifelong passion for the creative industries and took a career break from 20 years in banking to set up her photography business.
1: Yes, it was inspiring, wasn't it? And we know that returners take career breaks for all kinds of reasons, including childcare, elder care ill health, relocation, study, or to set up their own business as Helen did and we hear regularly from both returners and employers that they build a wide range of transferable skills, wisdom and a maturity of perspective during
0: this time that employers really benefit from when they return to the workplace. Yeah, and I found it really interesting that for Helen, her transferable skills worked both ways. So the business acumen that she built during her banking career really helped her to set up her own successful photography business and understand how to run it well. And equally, the skills that she honed as a self-employed businesswoman, such as listening skills, understanding priorities, and being a general jack-of-all-trades, then really helped her transition smoothly back to corporate life at Moody's.
1: Yeah, being able to highlight your relevant transferable skills to a future employer is really important and can help you demonstrate how you're the best candidate for a role. If you're not sure how to talk about the transferable skills you've gained during your career break, you might find it helpful to reflect on the activities you've been involved in and consider what elements you particularly enjoyed and what strengths and skills you demonstrated during these Talk these examples through with a friend to help you identify the skills that you may take for granted, but they will be able to point out for
0: you. Yeah, that's right. And we'd also recommend looking for opportunities to build your professional skills and experience as you think about returning to work. There are so many free online courses that can help you to build your technical toolkit and do also reach out to your network to explore volunteering opportunities to help you build your experience in a relevant area. So
1: as you return to work, don't discount all the many transferable skills that you may have built during your career break. From our experience, these just add to the total package you're bringing to an employer and make you a highly sought after and valuable member of the team. Thanks for joining us today. And we really hope that this story will inspire you to take the next step in your own return to work journey. Do tell your friends and family about the Career Returners podcast. And when you get a moment, we'd love you to subscribe, rate, and review it on Apple Podcasts.
0: A big thanks again to JP Morgan for supporting us to create this podcast series. JP Morgan has supported professionals on a career break to successfully return to work for many years and values a diversity, fresh perspective, and wealth of experience that returning professionals can bring. Take a look at their successful re-entry programme if you're thinking about returning to work.
1: And if you're looking for more advice and guidance in your own return to work journey, we're here to support you. Visit us at womenreturners.com and sign up to our free Women Returners Professional Network to hear about current returner opportunities and events, including our free monthly webinars for network members. And do join our growing community of returners in our Facebook group for valuable peer support.
0: We look forward to you joining us again for our next episode of the Career Returners podcast.